0: Let's, but we're definitely in the teens.
1: Okay, then. There we go. So
0: we got a teenage podcast, I guess.
1: Oh, that's that's wonderful. I like the that.
0: Increased sound quality, Coach. Still excited <laughs> about that. But uh, how about you introduce yourself first, and then I'll introduce myself. We'll dive in.
1: Well, my name is Coach Greg McNeil. Mm-hmm. I am the owner of Coach's Corner and um, general all-around funny guy, um, server of the community, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm happy to be here.
0: And lots of fun things going on in the future that are going to be a benefit to our community.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah,
0: me too. And uh, I'm Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Communication, and uh, I would say my number one role is solving problems for my Mm -hmm. clients, Mm -hmm. making money for my clients. And uh, I have to say right now, Coach, I am a budding Wine connoisseur.
1: Ooh, watch out now! Mm-hmm. Watch out.
0: Mm-hmm. am mm-hmm. all back. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Hmm.
1: I can taste yep.
0: it. Figuring things out, finding what I like, what I don't like. Um, I am finding that my husband likes wine quite a bit, and so my budget is not meeting the supply or demand. <laughs> So we're going to figure something else out. But uh, so this is a podcast, Healing Community, Healing Business. Mm-hmm. We're really going to dive into some business stuff today.
1: Yes. Because
0: everything that we've talked about, you can apply it both business and personal.
1: Absolutely. Also
0: to community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I've been wanting to do this topic for a while. I just was, there were a few more pieces you had. Sometimes there's more you want to put in it. And as we were talking in our pre-show conversation, I was like, okay, I think this is time to dive into this. I don't even know what we're going to name it, um, but we're going to basically talk about how to get the highest level out of your employees.
1: Employee appreciation. This is what we'll call it. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) And this is where uh, there's going to be some truth that confronts BS because quite frankly, in my experience of working with businesses local businesses mom and pop shops mm-hmm. i would say definitely 20 and under employees most of them have maybe 10. Uh, that's my specialty mm. uh, when you have an unhappy staff it's it's usually because of the boss yep i, I have not seen an exception coach it has nope. been a hundred percent and it's almost like a, a paradox Like, you know how your strength overextended can become a weakness? Absolutely. It's like bosses have a certain way of thinking and seeing things. Either they were trained a certain way or they're just extremely confident in their ability to do whatever. And those types of things can actually blind them to what's really going on. Yeah. Or maybe you have a weakness that is or being miserly.
1: Mm,
0: mm. Um, again, old models that were taught, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got a crisis in your staff and in your business and sometimes in your marriage, your, with your kids, with your health. Yes. And so how about we dive into um, maybe some thoughts and ideas you have as far as employee, employer, Uh, relationships, dynamics, all of that?
1: So I like to take a different approach. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to use the service industry for just a second. Okay. So we don't really think about the people who are not preparing the food, um, those who may be in charge of keeping the facility clean, they're washing dishes in the back and they're doing things that, again, most people don't think about it when somebody comes out into the dining area and they, they're going to pick up the uh, what we call the bus people, right? Yeah. They're pick, cleaning off your table. They're taking away your dishes and silverware and things like that. Well, you know, we tend to ignore that person. But when they leave your business, now all of a sudden your staff is stressed out because now your chef has to go back and try to help wash dishes. Yes. Or your greeters are now trying to help do that. And suddenly your business that was well organized is quite chaotic. You know, and we can apply that to many mm. different situations where we assume that someone that we think might be beneath us, education. Money,
0: Their position there. Yes,
1: any of those things. But they have a key role in society. Mm -hmm. Sort of like oxygen and plants in our lives, right? You know, we don't really think about the forest. We don't really think about our grass. But if we don't have those things, we don't have oxygen. We can't breathe and we're not here. And you
0: feel that real quick.
1: Absolutely. So everything really is connected. So when we talk about employee appreciation and being a business owner and getting the best from your employees. The first thing they need to experience from you is value mm-hmm. that you absolutely value that employee being in your workplace. Yeah. And when you do, then you're going to recognize it's like, well, look, this person goes above and beyond. I need to help this person out. I'm going to pay them more money. Mm-hmm. Now, am I thinking about how much money I'm going to lose? Of course I'm not. Because if I pay that employee more money, I'm going to incentivize that employee to go even further above and beyond. And what ends up happening is they now become a reflection of my business, and now I have more customers coming through the door. My greeters are happier. My bus boys and bus ladies are happier. Their chef. Or whoever constitutes your team, no matter what your industry is, you always have to remember: those who have to do the work are the ones who are really, truly important.
0: You know, I like how you uh, started that off <clears throat> because you know when you think um, about the, they may seem less important or insignificant in the the will. I guess you would say that, you know. Of how your business functions, uh, no one is insignificant. It doesn't matter their position. The janitor that keeps a building clean and nice looking is just as important as a CEO that runs the business. Because people like me, when I walk into a business, I'm always taking in the surroundings. And if they're not well taken care of, I probably won't do business with you because that's a reflection of how you're going to do business.
1: Exactly. Right?
0: And so it's the same thing with the town. You know, if people drive in and they see rundown buildings or, you know, trash everywhere, uh, they're going to think that's how people care for that city, that community and uh, a country. You know, like you can... I remember when I went to Boulder now, uh, that was years ago, but the first time I went to Boulder, Colorado, it was pristine. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, these people care about their community. Then over several years, I started noticing an economic downturn, uh, businesses that were no longer in business, trash that was normally not there in spite of city ordinances to not do that. And, And so you could tell something had shifted and more than likely, it was the leadership. Yep, But I like how you started that out where it's like no one's insignificant. And if you think that's the case, then go a couple of days without a busboy. And all of a sudden, not only are the customers not happy, but the other coworkers are screaming because they're having to now do the job that you probably had someone there that was doing just fine.
1: Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> everything is linked mm-hmm. so when i hear people say well i just split my mind so i can do tasks this way or that way it's like no the body is integrated mm-hmm. so if you have a hard day at work and you don't have proper techniques or effective ways in which you can manage stress and frustration when you get home guess what you're taking that work with you home if your home life is not great, you don't feel like you have peace or it's restful in your home environment, you're going to take that unresolved stress into your workplace. So this idea that we can somehow or another um, exist in a fragmented state and still be effective, it just doesn't work. We can compartmentalize all we want to, but the truth is you're just one system. Yeah. And if that system is not if it doesn't have harmony in it, it doesn't matter how well you are able to compartmentalize things, they will still fall apart because everything in the system has to function optimally for that system to work optimally. So when it comes to employees, you need to know what they need. And if you don't take care of your employees first, then you don't understand their behavior.
0: There are tangible ways to do that, which we're going to get into. Yeah. But I can tell you that when I started having actual customers, January 2017 is when my local business, because I have the online aspect, but my local business took off. Um, my very first business, uh, you know, I walk in and you can feel it. You can feel, you know, when you walk into a place and it feels like the motor vehicle division,
1: Oh you know,
0: you know, there's something going on. And Mm -hmm. if you hear my cat, it's, it's definitely my cat, Joseph.
1: It's Mr. Joseph. He's
0: at Mr. Joseph Productions. He's my production partner. (laughs) Uh, but. So uh, they didn't feel like the MVD. I I feel like they had a really good foundation. They had a really good team. But I could also see the dynamics between the staff and the owner. And it was an us versus them. Mm. I also saw that he had, whether it was unofficial at that point or official, I don't remember, but he was the go-to guy, like the buffer. Mm. And he's perfect as a manager. Perfect. He has a temperament for it. He has, you know, just everything that you need to have a good manager. And after doing an anonymous, um, survey from the employees, I could see that we had to increase his role as a buffer Mm. because probably the only reason they hadn't lost two employees is the pay was good. Uh Even if you pay someone well, they will only put up with nonsense for a while that's true and what was interesting is he wasn't intentionally trying to be a jerk he truly loves his staff uh but he had a personality style that had some things in it that he wasn't aware of how he's making people feel mm. well i couldn't go to him and say hey this is what you're doing you know because right. then that would make him feel less confident in how he interacted right. we couldn't have that so we came up with a strategy. It worked so well, I no longer do staff training there because they're too busy. Good. So when people think of the things that we're about to... Yeah, he's in the chair underneath you, Coach. He's crawled up in there. So if
1: you... <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny one. It's like, hey, what's that? He just that? <laughs> came out.
0: <laughs> it was face watching Coach looking around like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> but whenever... You know, people are hearing what we're about to tell them as far as tangible ways. Uh, I have not had a business yet where they did not implement these things and not increase their revenue. Right. And here was another thing before we get into those things that I saw was old models. Mm. So a lot of the business owners I was, and I still work with, uh, but back then when I started, they were were either trained in the old school ways of doing business Mm -hmm. uh, or they were old school. Mm -hmm. and so old school is epitomized in i just pay you to work just come here and do your job that's it you know i don't want to hear anything personal Uh, i pay you to do a job i don't you know i don't want to do any of that you know especially if they got paid a good wage Mm -hmm. you know you're just here to work okay Mm -hmm. that was the mentality Mm -hmm. another mentality i've come across is Well, I was paid that you start them out at a baseline pay, even if they can live on it or not, and then you'll maybe reward them as they get trained or they do better, and so what happens there is it's really hard to hire good people.
1: That's right.
0: Because we now live in an economy where people, hey, he's messing with my guitar.
1: He is. I'm
0: going to have to throw something at him. (laughs) The beauties of doing a podcast. Hey, oh. you know what, Coach? I'm going to have to set this microphone down. Hey. Yeah.
1: Oh, I have to laugh at that. No. <laughs> that's funny.
0: I may keep this in here, I may not. We'll, find, we'll you know, it's life. We're two friends having a conversation that's with a exactly cat scratching my new guitar.
1: That's exactly what we're doing. But
0: anyway, so um, you will. Uh, attract, you know, those that you place value on, right. you get what you pay for, right? Exactly. And so what happens is, number one, it's hard to find good people. But number two, it's hard to keep good people because what you pay them is a value statement.
1: Exactly. It's
0: an investment in them. Yes. And we live in a society where a lot of people got a trophy that didn't deserve it.
1: Exactly. So they
0: have a high estimate of themselves going in, even mm-hmm. if it's accurate or not. Right. So those are the two things I encountered was the boss... Us versus them Mm -hmm. uh, type of mentality and then the old-school way of hiring and paying yes so um what would you say is like the number one tangible way that an employee can either start off right with an employee or They, you know, a boss can um, improve the dynamics, improve the input. What would be the number one thing, the number one place you would say to start with?
1: Well, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind is pay, but I would say that the number one thing to me is determining what type of environment, working environment, you're going to have
0: like the culture
1: exactly you know what do you want to create because we want excellence right we we know at some point there are certain other things that we want it's like hey money we want to make sure that we're profitable but do you have the environment that fosters harmonious productive uh conscious and effective employees Yeah. And uh, if your environment doesn't foster that, then...
0: So what are some examples of like maybe an environment that doesn't foster and then an environment that maybe does foster?
1: Okay, so in this example here, let's just say that we're talking about an industry, um, the same industry. Right now the housing market is booming, Mm -hmm. right? So let's just say we have ABC... Um, company and XYZ. Both of them are profitable. Mm -hmm. However, let's say ABC company, they have a lot of attrition. They have a lot of turnover in their environment. So the business owner is stressed primarily because they're always replacing employees. So he's spending or she's spending more money than they should in the hiring process, interviewing process, right? They think that they're offering their employees something good, but there's something missing in their environment. On the other hand, X, Y, and Z company is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's friendly. The owner of the business, he knows about or her They know about their employees, what their family dynamics are, what they need, what makes them happy, what they're interested in. And on top of that, they're always incentivized, right? What does that mean? So that means then, so um, company X, Y, and Z, um, their last quarter, their profits went up, let's say, 35%. Okay. Well, the owner compensated their employees with some type of a bonus. Yeah. So, in addition to the environment, the company makes money, the employees make money, and so now he costs he or she, excuse me, employers, they constantly are seeking ways to reward their uh, clients. Excuse the knocking. This is uh, Mr. Joseph trying He's to get being into the very restless.
0: <laughs> he wants something.
1: Yes, he does. He's trying to get into the um tissues the, the tissue box, you but yes, yeah, so upside down. so the employer. At company X, Y, and Z, they reward, they're always incentivizing yes. their client. And again, that shows that they value their clients, that they take an interest in their, I said clients, employees. Yeah. And that's one of the ways that you do that.
0: Yeah. I uh, Years ago, when I was developing um, some training material for that first business I was telling you about, mm-hmm. I was curious what employees really want in a workplace, because there's a lot of personalities especially the s personality that doesn't really care as much about monetary rewards Uh, they do want a good wage they want a living wage that shows you appreciate their you know their work Mm -hmm. but they tend toward more like peace and harmony in the work environment Mm -hmm. mutual respect things like that and uh, so i thought what do they really want and i have not been able to find it since then i saved a lot of the documents to my uh, computer though but I discovered, and we were talking about in our pre-show conversation about a survey that was done, and it was fascinating because the survey was both employees and employers. They had to fill it out, right? And they were tasked with uh, labeling one through ten what employees want. So mm-hmm. if you were the employee, you would you know rank it one through ten. If you were the owner, you would rank what you thought your employees wanted. One being the most important. Ten, the least. Right. It was the polar opposite of each other. So when you looked at the employer, it was good pay, vacation time, a clean environment to work in, safe environment to work in, blah blah, and then things like uh, appreciation, you know, consideration, things like that were at the bottom for the employee. Now this was in 1947. For the employee, the number one thing was appreciation. Mm -hmm. Number two was communication. They don't like being left in the dark. They don't like surprises. And then number three was consideration for personal matters. Mm. Yeah, so those were the top three. And so what happened was, uh, you know, you've got this dynamic where the employer is clueless of what an employee actually wants, right? So then I found the last time that survey with the same things were done was in 2010 or 2012. I can't remember. Guess what? It was the exact same thing. It's not changed. It's not changed over, what, 60? No, we're not, what, 70, 80 years? It has not changed what people
1: want. And and that makes sense because... People want value. Yeah. And appreciation is a form of value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not letting your employees know that you appreciate and you value them, then they make your workplace inefficient, a living hell, and in some cases, they are the difference between your business staying open oh, or having to close. And, you know, that's one of the things that we talk about. That would fall under the 11 major causes of build failure in business, okay. failure in leadership, failure
0: not in leadership. appreciating
1: your employees.
0: Yeah. It, it. Whoever is your staff or if you have a nonprofit, you have volunteers under you, if there's dysfunction, you got to look at yourself first. That's all there is to it. You do. Because... It all falls on you as a leader. And if they're not happy, it's probably something that you're doing. Now, sometimes you will get unhappy people. They just come in and they'll put on a good con job when you're in the hiring process and then they're nightmares. I mean, that that does happen. But what I see when staff's unhappy, there's a passive aggressive disengagement. So now they're not there to help you make the business better. They're just like, I'm just here to clock in and clock out. I could care less if you succeed or not. You know? So now they get into that type of thing, and then you can have some that will actually pass or actively undermine the business by how they treat uh, customers, clients, vendors. Uh, They may start stealing from the company. I mean, there's like serious things that you'll start seeing that will come up. So I would say the number one tangible way to communicate value uh, you start with the foundation of the culture, like you talked about, and then appreciation.
1: Yes. Would you agree? I would, even Absolutely. above
0: pay, because that's what they showed in the survey.
1: Absolutely, because we know a lot of people. So let's, so we can leave the service industry, and now we can get into more of your, your top paying professions. Mm-hmm. Many of the people who will leave those professions that we would say they make an extraordinary. Amount of money in terms of their yearly income, but they leave because they don't feel like they're in the right environment for them. They don't feel appreciated. Something with their value is impacted, and you can't buy it just with money. No, you can't. You know, so they sign the line, they or that line on that paper that says, "Okay, here's my non-disclosure." Okay, great. I'm not going to compete with you. I'm not going to disclose anything. But that doesn't mean that you get to mistreat me. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right.
1: So those two are, are not synonymous, right? That you can yeah. mistreat me just because you are my employer and you pay me a handsome salary. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And uh, so if you don't value your employees, they're going to sink your battleship.
0: To me... You're paying your employee for a job or you know a service, right? It's the same thing as you paying someone to come in and clean your carpets or you're paying someone to mow your yard. There's an exchange that has to occur. And just like you wouldn't abuse someone that comes to mow your yard because they're an independent contractor doesn't mean you're going to abuse someone that works for you and you think they're stuck because there's always somewhere else they can go. And so um, one of our uh, people in our coaching intensive, uh, he walks the room. You know, he, yeah. he goes and he tells, you know, he gives compliments. He comes up with creative ways to deal with issues. Uh, but he they know he appreciates them both in his action and his words, but also in his pay. Yes. And uh, they do get bonuses. And because of that, they are the number one um, insurance agency with a particular underwriter in Uh, they even surpass Albuquerque and other places because he does that. He knows where the secret is. Yes. And it can be something as simple as that. You walk around, you know, thank you so much for the hard work. I appreciate how you handled that customer the other day. I appreciate you have my back when I didn't have this signed. It can be very specific. It takes a few seconds. You can even leave like a little post-it note on their computer. So they arrive the next morning and see it. It doesn't take a lot of effort and time. Now I can hear some, you know, like sometimes I can hear people talking, well, what if they, just suck at their job then why are they there
1: yeah so incentivizing employees um so that you can demonstrate your value to them and employees that are not willing to work those are not the same things no so when you hear people say well what about this here goes that situation right
0: BS is what it's called. Thank
1: coach. you. You shall it,
0: not pass.
1: Thank you. It's kind <laughs> of like, it's stop it. Just let's just stop for a second. Yes. Let's stop creating a situation that justifies you as an employer, that justifies your resistance to change. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a harmonious environment, you incentivize your employees, you value your employees, and then you bring in that individual, like in this example, yeah. and let's just say they're a rotten apple. Guess what's going to happen when they get into that culture? Everybody else is going to look at them and say, you know what, this is not the best place for you. Yeah. And they will encapsulate that person just like the white, uh, white blood cells do when there is a germ in the body. Mm-hmm. We're going to encapsulate it, and then we're going to get rid of it.
0: But if your staff is already demoralized, then you know what's going to happen. They're going to start picking up on that virus.
1: Exactly, and it's mm-hmm. going to spread, and then there goes your business. So I just want to say this real quick, and this is interesting. You can have some of the most difficult times in your economy, in your business, but when we look at those businesses that are thriving, they have the elements that you and I are talking about. Yes. It's like everybody else is shuttering their business, but this one business over here is going strong. Why is that? Because yeah. no matter what the owner says, I'm paying my people. Yep. You know why? Because They act in such a way that they keep people coming back, even during these times of great economic challenge and difficulty. Yeah,
0: there was a major business. I don't remember which one it was, but the guy um, put his salary aside and continued paying his staff uh, during COVID. And uh, he's going to be extremely successful. It got the attention of national news. Uh, Now, we may go a little bit beyond because I want to get these ways in. So appreciation, Mm -hmm. and then we have, of course, the... no surprises. Now we know that sometimes you have things that are cooking that you can't necessarily let you know the information out yet. Right. Uh, but there's ways that you can comfort the staff that it's nothing bad. You know, we're gonna announce it as soon as we can. We're gonna have a celebration. It's gonna be great. Your jobs are secure.
1: Right. Because
0: you're messing with people's money and how they live.
1: Exactly. And you
0: always need to consider that because that's why they don't like surprises. Because all of a sudden you're gonna have a merger. All of a sudden you're gonna have what? Okay. The first question is, do I have a job? That's going to be their first question. Exactly. Because they have kids and they have bills to pay. But the consideration for personal matters, this is where I get the most pushback. But if you handle it the right way, it creates such a level of loyalty. So um, i the first time I said this, I, you've got to have consideration for personal matters. And like, I'm not here to babysit. I pay them to come to work. And I said, well, with that attitude, you might end up with no one working, you know. And I said, so it's it's easy. And he's like, I, seriously, I'm not a babysitter; I don't have time to go around. And but I said, no, that's not it. All it is is when you see a staff member that is obviously struggling, it can be a divorce, it can be a death in the family, whatever it is. Yes. You bend over backwards to let them know we are here for you. If you need to take a few days paid time, if you like. Do we need to, you know, do you need a visit? Do you need to talk? You do check-ins. How are you doing? More often than not, they're not going to sit down and give you their life history. They're, you know, they're going to keep the matter probably private. Mm -hmm. But if they do talk and you can offer encouragement and comfort, that's fine. But the main thing is they know, this is all it is. They know you have their back. Right. That's it and uh and then if you have that one that's what negative nancy and they're always in drama and crisis fire them higher slow fire fast that's just it's that simple it is and uh so that one is important but also obviously the pay we've you know discussed right. that but training
1: absolutely
0: you have got to train your staff on a high level because then you will make more money and you'll have a higher level of excellence coach Finish this off with that because that was actually your idea when we first discussed in a podcast on this topic. Train your employees at such a high level that they make you more money and then you're able to in turn you know, pay them more money. What, what was your thought when you gave me that or what, what would you like to say to that?
1: Well, <clears throat> that's the highest form of value and appreciation to train your client or your excuse me, your employees. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you mostly work with clients, so I, I, it keeps I, happening. <laughs> I, I do.
1: Sorry about that, but it's it's true, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think about. That um, when you pay your clients, when you incentivize your clients, when employees, you, your <laughs> okay. There we go. Your employees. I think I have to get used to that word because I'm about to have quite a few. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, But it's true. Um, Training is essential because now they know what the expectation is when they're working for you. And so when they know that, now they can get better. They become much more efficient. And the more you train them, the more you're able to rely on your employees. And then when you get your employees to the point where you know hands down how they handle certain situations, now they give you more room, more latitude to maybe pursue other kind of ventures, you can expand your company. There's so many other creative opportunities that occur when you now have a staff that you know everybody knows what their job is. They're now performing at a high level, and that's going to be reflected in how your business grows because they can do everything at the level that you need them to and then some.
0: I think um, as far as training, it's not always just the the tasks that they perform either it's right. uh interpersonal relationships on the team it's customer service it's recognizing the different types of personalities you're going to be talking with and how to speak their language there's so many time management organization
1: uh, absolutely i want to just throw something in there real quick <clears throat> so um i have a clinical director that i uh, just recently hired mm-hmm. And in an interview process, I didn't ask her about her experience because I figured at the level that she's at, there's certain things that I assumed that she had. Yeah. I wanted to know what type of reputation she had in the community. Yeah. Uh, and the places she worked, would people have kind things to say about her? Respect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the director, uh, the person that I was interviewing they were kind of taken back and they looked at me and the first thing they said i've never had a question like that before yeah and i just simply said to the individual i said look there are a lot of smart people and they have great skills but that doesn't mean that they have the best reputation
0: yes okay
1: and if your reputation is not favorable then you may be smart but you may be the only one in your building.
0: A lack of emotional intelligence because you're treating everybody like a jerk. And then all of a sudden you have no, no business, no other workers. You know, it can ruin a business.
1: Absolutely. So now you're constantly reprimanding employees. Yes. And you don't understand them now,
0: mm-hmm. right? And you
1: don't understand them because you haven't taken the time to develop the right relationship with them. Yeah. And depending on the level of business that you have, the more important or greater the desire for your business in terms of like what you want to do, if you're an entrepreneur, then you really don't have limits on your success. So you want your business to grow bountifully, yeah. um, continuously, right? Mm-hmm. So that means then your employees should always be improving and producing at a higher level, right? Right. So that means that you should constantly be incentivizing and valuing and training your employees, like you said, emotionally um, and practically. There's the job that they have to do. And then you want to know how they handle themselves in your workplace. And again... What other kind of things do your employees need from you? Yeah. Right? Because that's what they're looking for, not just a paycheck, right? But do you help me so that I know what I need to be doing? Um, Are you giving me the kind of money that makes me feel good, that I can pay my bills and now you decrease my distress levels? There's just so many different things that you can do in that position. But if you don't, we already know the answer to that. Yeah. You're, You're hiring somebody like yourself and now after you've shown up in that place of business five different times for five different employees, yeah. now you're telling the owner of the business, it's like, look, you need to make a change. Yes. Because the common denominator is not the five different employees that you hired who know none of them know each other. Yeah. You are, are the, the common, common denominator. denominator. And yeah. unless you change, you're going to keep repeating that history.
0: One thing to finish off on that. Uh, idea of the training aspect is one thing that we do at Place is we bought the LinkedIn learning uh, Mm. for the office. And we encourage the employees to not only uh, learn, you know, whatever they want, but also if there's some personal things they want to learn because the owner of the business recognizes a personal life that's happy is also a, you know, a professional life that can be happy. And so we encourage them, whatever you wanna learn, you know, pick something that can help you in the professional setting, but by all means, pick something in the personal setting as well. And then the final thought on that is, I see too many times I go into a business and people are not quite sure what their job description is or what they're doing, and so they're lost. And so it, it steals the incentive to even want to do what they know they're supposed to do. And so there's an onboarding process yes. that is crucial. And the yes. number one thing I hear, which is BS, I'm just going to call it out, mm-hmm. is I don't have time to train. Well, you don't have time not to train because I guarantee you, if you don't take the time, even if it's 20 minutes to go over and talk to them and, and make sure they understand what they're doing and, and introduce a new you know principle or task... You're going to have a business that you're actually going to start leaking money. You're going to continue leaking employees. And before you know it, you're going to shut your door. If you study businesses that close, it is typically in the employee-employer dynamic or in not being innovative, which is a whole nother topic, which we can talk about another time. Uh, but that's important. And I actually do have a hiring resource on my website mm-hmm. that they can go to and purchase. Um, everything's in the show notes. We always have contact and all that in there. But it is important to have that. Um, so appreciation, consideration for personal matters, communication with no surprises, a pay that is valuable and, and they know they're valued, training so they can do their job well because no one wants to feel stupid and like an idiot when they're working and stop making excuses that you cannot do these things
1: if you're going to be in business then you have committed to doing everything that it takes Mm -hmm. to ensure your business succeeds Mm -hmm. that starts with your attitude and the people that you bring in
0: so my final thought coach is if you know you always have to approach your interactions with your employees at the beginning, at least as they're going to have this idea, you're the boss, they're not, it's you against them. They, they, they will walk in with that and they're not sure that you have their best interest. Mm -hmm. You got to do everything you can to make sure they know you have their best interest, right? Mm -hmm. If you are an employer listening to this right now and you see that your business and you're struggling and you have employees are not happy or you have high turnover, you need to stop, sit down, and immediately ask yourself, what am I doing? What, what, it has to be me. It can't be everybody I hire. What are some of the things that people have been telling me? Some of the feedback I've been hearing, and are they doing these few things that we've talked about today? And get out of your own way. Trust us. These things will turn your business around. Any final thought?
1: Yes. Call the number. <laughs> yes. You know, because so here's something that's really important. We all know what we're facing right now in the country with, you know, pandemic and things like this. And yeah. so we already have business owners that are concerned about what will happen to their business and their livelihoods. Yes. Now is the time to really think about, to plan, what can I do to be successful? Well, we're telling you on the podcast, but if you really want to get more in depth on how to succeed at that, you really need to consider attending our coaching intensive, you know, which was born out of our mastermind work. And this idea of healing business, healing community was really meant for these times. It was born. This idea was born during the pandemic. And so we're here saying, yes, we're business owners too, but we need our entire community to be successful because that's how we all rise up. So, again, um, check in the show notes, Mm -hmm. find our number, reach out to us, Sherry Wilson, Greg McNeil. We are here to help you, your business, your family, and, of course, the community that we serve.
0: Yes. Happy businesses equal happy community.
1: That's right.